Hello and welcome back to this episode of Wrapped Up with me, Joel Bass. And me, Julia Shenko. Now, we have a guest. I've been wanting to get them on the show for so, so long. You might have seen them on TikTok. This is Bao. Hello, uh, I'm, I'm Bao Bao and I am honoured to be here. It's wonderful to have you. Uh, we finally get I guess, um, and someone who's not in a wheelchair, so we get a different perspective as well, which I really love. Um, basically, by the way, this works is, uh, this is about you, so I guess we're just giving you um, a platform. You've got your own platform, but, you know, it gives you another platform. Handing you the reins of this episode. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I should never be in charge. <laughs> um, so I think it might be good if you start with your sort of interests and talk about, about your disabilities, whatever, you know, just sort of an introduction. All right. Um, I'm Bao. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. And um, weirdly enough, applying to be a model right now, which is a bad idea, like <laughs> enough, but uh, it might give me jobs, you know. Um, really. <laughs> you know, oh, can't hurt, but um, disabilities, wait. Alphabetical order, let's see if I can do this. Uh, goes uh, ADHD, autism, uh, auditory processing disorder. That's not, I've already lost the ABC, never mind. We'll forget about that one. Um, deafness, um, chronic hemiplegic migraines. Did I already say that? Probably. Forgetfulness, that comes with ADHD, doesn't it? And dyscalculia. Woo. Numbers. <laughs> Okay, so um, I know that you were diagnosed quite late with some of those. So, what was that like, sort of growing up undiagnosed? Uh, it wasn't very fun, Joel. <laughs> it was very much an experience. I spent a lot of my time as a kid going, "I am irreparably broken. I am some terrible person. I don't know what's." Oh. Like, I used to stand in front of my mirror and, like, practice facial expressions and then go, this is weird. Like, I, I notice I'd be watching people to sort of see what they're doing, like, okay, that made them laugh. I don't understand it, but I will pe- repeat the joke and then it didn't work out very well. So there was that kind of thing. There's also the sort of, um, the typical thing, I think, with ADHD. It's particularly, auto- not, sorry, particularly um, ADHD for some reason is they talk about like social norms is kids with ADHD tend to be really loved by their class up until they hit about like eight then that's when the whole flip starts happening of oh this kid is not normal and that like um, I mean it didn't help that I moved about that point as well like I went from Shetland where everyone loved me or at least you know I got on very well with everyone and then I went to uh um Aberdeenshire and it wasn't so much so yeah I mean it was also weird in that I didn't realize that I couldn't hear which you think would be something you'd pick up but considering um I started going deaf when I was four but that was probably conductive hearing loss I had glue ear so I had surgery when I was nine to bring it back up I don't remember like it being much better but you know then I probably started to lose it again about 11 12 and um the, like I think I think my parents did notice and my mom was like do you, do you want me to book you back into the the ENT clinic do you want to go back and I was like I don't want to go back I don't want to go back to the protein and the protein and the surgery enough, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. I mean if I don't have to fair enough yeah. um yes yeah. <laughs> and when when you get diagnosed with autism as well is that yeah I was diagnosed with autism when I was 21. Oh. So it was pretty recent. Um, I've been trying to get a diagnosis for years, like literally years. Like I think the first time I was like, I think I think I might be autistic. Well, actually the first time I, I went, oh, which the first time I ever tried autism is, I don't know if you know this, but know these books, but it's a children's series called The Roman Mysteries by Caroline Lawrence. And it's essentially, it's four kids in ancient Rome running around solving mysteries. And they have sort of guests. You know, you know how those detective work, books yeah. work. Any, any well, I think shit. I know what you're on about. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's a book, which is one of my favourites, is called The Charioteer of Delphi. And in it, mm-hmm. the guest star, uh, Scopas, or Scop- or Scorpus, as he becomes, 
he changed his name, is autistic. And he's not expressly said to be autistic in the actual book, in the, like, the notes at the end. There's always author's notes at the end saying that he's meant to be autistic. And I read it and it was insane because the moment of lightning strike of, oh my God, there are other people in the world like me. This guy makes sense. This is literally the first time anything has ever made sense. Mm. And um, so that was the first time I was like, maybe I could be autistic. Let me start learning about it in school. They're like, autistic people are really good at maths. And I went, ah, shit. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I can barely point to what's going on. Uh, but yeah, there's a trying to get diagnosed. And like, I remember like telling my mom, going, I think I might be autistic. She went, you're not autistic. You're not, you're not autistic. And it wasn't until the bloody BBC got a, someone coming talking about autism that she went oh that's like you bow and I was like no no really no shit <laughs> I, I'm not kidding like what I said I think I also have ADHD she went no you're just you're just you know self-diagnosing lots of things now <laughs> and then the BBC did an article on ADHD everything I say with my disabilities has to be filtered through the fucking BBC before they'll be believed but yeah like went to the doctors the first time I was like I think I'm autistic and also, I can't hear. Like, can, can we can we do something about that? And she went, I don't think you're autistic. I think you can hear perfectly fine. But, like, I brought, I had, a, I had a hearing test, and I was like, there's hearing loss. <laughs> they don't hear. And she went, no, 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 you have social anxiety. I was going, I'm a fucking stand-up comedian. Depression, maybe, but uh, social anxiety is not necessarily on the yeah. And she got me an app, a listening app. It was a listening app. For social anxiety. It didn't have subtitles. Mm. And then there's hearing loss involved. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you, you have literally listened to nothing I've said. Ironic. Yeah. It's cut here. Mm. Yeah. And then I went to finally got the, I, the way I got diagnosed was I phoned up the doctors one morning and went, Hi, um, I have scurvy. And she went, what? And I went, I have the beginnings of scurvy. And they took me and they were like, you have the beginnings of scurvy? How did this happen? I go, I have an eating disorder. And she went, oh, when did, when did that start? Birth. Like, it was like, I was like, I think it's an autism-related thing, autism ADHD. And she was like, okay, so we'll try and, she went, all right, we're, we'll put you forward. And I had to go and get my actual autism interview. Because you have to sit down. <laughs> yeah. With two doctors. You have to sit down. The way they sat down was there was one in front of me talking to me. And there's one sat just outside my eye line. Yeah. Which, like, I don't, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. I had to go into Edinburgh to get it. And right. the thing that we went to was um, still so old, it was still called an asylum. So, like, you're just like asylum across this crumbly brick building. You're going, oh. Am I coming out of here? I assume I'm coming <laughs> Yeah, that sounds terrifying though. Yeah, so I was living up in Aberdeen because it happened when I was because I was at uni when I tried to get the diagnosis, so I was still registered down down south. So I had to I had to travel to um to Edinburgh to get it, and uh, sat down in the room. And the guy interviewing me, they're both really lovely people. Like he he was really lovely, and um, you know, you just sit and you go through a list you tick things off and some of the yeah. questions are quite confusing like because they 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 um they post you another questionnaire before you get like before just before you sh- get interrogated yeah 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 first one and one of the questions on it genuinely is have you ever cut a worm in half just to see what would happen i was like why would i do that <laughs> Like okay, and I kind of want to know what do they want to find out from those questions? That's what doesn't make sense. It sounds like it's fed by a lot of stereotypes. Sort of yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, like, like some of the questions are stuff like, would you rather go to a museum than a party? And I'm sort of sat there going, you, you're not giving me enough information here because like, if it's a D&D party with my friends or a film party with my friends, totally up for that. If it's a dinner party, I would rather jump off a building. You know, <laughs> do well at dinner parties. But like museum, I'm like, I don't know. Is it a museum of transport? I'm up to that. Uh, it's yeah. a museum about history, museum, natural history, museum, science. Basically, can I touch it? Can I put my hands on yeah. it? For that, do I get to get involved? Whereas if it's 
you know, here's a here's a history of like like the Imperial War Museum. If you're like, you want to go to a party at the Imperial War Museum, I'd rather not go anywhere that has Imperial in the name, actually. So mm. yeah. you know, but yeah, like they ask questions. And honestly, I say the reason I got diagnosed was they asked you about your special interests. And there's an issue if you're assigned female at birth, then if your special interests are assigned like reading, they go, Well, that's normal. <laughs> you know, they don't actually get it but I was like my special interest is a 1970s cop show called the professionals and they went that's weird you're autistic <laughs> that's how it works yeah so you brought up special interest what is your special interest at the moment French Revolution okay Shakespeare that's pretty going I am a Shakespeare nerd and bats bats I like that. I have, I have yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I remember, I remember this bat that you used in TikTok and it went this, viral. This is my, this is my viral bat. This is my, uh, his name is Flinibus. Uh, he's not actually named after the German word for bat. He's named after the opera, which is a German word for bat. But, you know, that's... <laughs> But yeah, uh, they went viral. Um, I mean, with with obviously with my thing is trying to get more disabled people behind the screens and on TV and that kind of stuff. Mm. Kind of recent kind of burst of deaf people on screen, which is cool. Like there's that feeling you're going, this is at the moment so tokenistic. And it's like, you want to be like, you know, like, yay, this is Mm. cool. Girls like, like you it's know, it's a bit forced almost. Something yeah, like, like they it's, have yeah. to have it to grow our audience. When yeah. yeah, that's yeah. But it's so presented for the hearing gaze. You know, it's mm. it, it's sort of, it's stuff like like Coda winning the Oscar. On one hand, it's like yeah, it's really cool that Troy Troy Kotzer. Yeah, uh, I've not actually good. watched it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've watched it. I know what you're on about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Troy. You got really emotional while on stage. I remember that. Oh yeah, like I, mm. like I love that man. I'd love to meet that man and be like, "You're so cool. You're like yeah. that person ever in history to win an Oscar." Like, yeah. like, but the film Coda itself, as you're watching it, and you're like, "Oh, once again, it's uh, it's a hearing. It's from a hearing perspective always, mm-hmm. and it's the I want to do music for my family. Don't understand because they're deaf and they don't understand music. Like." I'm sorry, the ghost of Beethoven is knocking. Um, you know, we have Dame Evelyn Glenny, who is phenomenal and from my area of the world, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm not biased. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've watched it and I kind of wish it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. That would have been really cool to see a perspective of a deaf person who, you know, loves music, because let's be honest, there's different, like, I presume there's different spectrums of deafness, yeah. and if someone has, like, you know, on not on the worst yeah. side, I guess, it's like, it's a, it's a cool perspective, to be honest, I would love to watch a movie like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really into music, I love musical theatre, um, yeah. I performed in musical theatre, um, I can't go and see a musical theatre show because I can't hear the music. Like, yeah. I can't hear any of the words. Like, there technically you could say there is one, and that is Sound of Metal, which, again, Riz Ahmed, brilliant actor, but the fact that they said they refused to cast the deaf actor in the lead role because they were like, a deaf actor wouldn't be able to bring that that sort of understanding, that alienness, that that's the alien, you know, of losing your hearing. I'm going, okay, first of all, Deaf actors are phenomenal actors. Mm-hmm. If you can act going deaf, we can act going deaf. Uh, second of all, late deaf and people exist. Hello. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to have like sign language more readily available because I was never taught it because they were like, you can hear well enough. You don't need to. You have to learn to speak instead of, mm-hmm. you know, that. And <clears throat> I have my own sign name and everything because well, that's the thing people don't get is people don't mm-hmm. get. There's a really intricate sort of deaf culture, which I'm not an expert on, even after a year of of learning about it. But it's stuff like, you know, like people go, you meet them, they go, can I get a sign name? You're like, no, like you, you have to be given it by a deaf person. Yeah. Signs, you have to like sort of 
not really earn it, but you have to, like, you have, you, you don't get it immediately. You have to. It's like a nickname. Yeah, it, it was, it's sort of, it's the name that you use in sign. Uh, because first of all, when you, you don't really use people's names, typically, uh, if you want to like indicate someone, in, if you're in a conversation with someone, you want to indicate, you just point at them. Like BSL, I don't know about the other ones, but I assume it's similar. Like BSL is very direct and very blunt. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're quite sort of like you talk about death time is mm-hmm. it takes ages for deaf people to leave uh like a party or conversation. Because so we don't we don't get to see a lot of deaf people. So when we meet other deaf people, we're like, I have to tell you literally everything that's going on in my life. Yeah. And you have deaf time like trying to get anywhere, which is definitely more so because you were saying about the um uh the spectrum. The spe- the way the spectrum kind of works is from what I know, we don't really use hard of hearing as a term anymore. Like in the day, we, we don't talk about it. You're just deaf. And uh, you can be, you can have mild, moderate, severe and profound deafness. So I'm sort of in the sort of like mild, moderate stage, like non other factors because my hearing dips up and down with other medical. Mm. But yeah, so so with the, with the, the music in your profound deaf, vibrations are fun. Like you just, mm-hmm. yeah, I like taking. I I don't listen to music with my hearing aids in. Like that's not a thing. Um, I listen to it with my headphones on. Loud. So I'm going to slip into the moderate at some point. But um, yeah. You mentioned autism, as in like, um, not autism, autism. Um, sort of the idea where you're forced to talk because they don't want to give you that sign language, we want to make you normal, which is a form yeah. of ableism, actually. It is just ableism. Um, yeah. Trying to change who you are, trying to change your popular identity, basically. Yeah, like, 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 the way I talk, my, my BSL is not great yet. Um, my grammar's terrible, I don't know how to do the grammar, but I, I can sort of do what's known as sign-spoken English, or sign English, which uh, is... Yeah. You use the BSL signs, but you sign them in the grammar of spoken English. But yeah, like the whole thing about that is, um, you know, it's the kind of, you know, we want you to be able to fit in a normal job and, and basically be as not deaf as we can make you. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I, I like being deaf. I like being part of deaf culture. I like, yeah. I like signing. And if I had a time machine, I'd go up and um, I'd go back and I think Joel knows this. I would go back and beat up Alexander Graham Bell because he is almost solely the reason that kids autism don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he, I mean, he's not the only reason. Like, if you look at the treatment of deaf people through history, yeah. it's, um, I mean, stuff like, you know, the, the time travel. You wouldn't want to go back to ancient Rome because in ancient Rome, if you're what's known as pre-linguistically deaf, if you, you know, if you don't, if you can't or don't speak, mm. you're not considered a person. Because you could not participate in any legal yeah. no. everything was verbal. You had to get <clears throat> whereas, you know, there was a whole thing about rhetoric in Rome that they were very much into. If you could do public speaking, you were very important. Mm. Um, then, you know, if you look at like ancient Egypt is like the is like the oldest sort of medical text we have on deafness. And as far as we know, like the Egyptians had a fairly decent sort of deal with people who were dis- disabled they were quite sort of they're quite sort of chill about it i mean if you have epilepsy i think they also have to sort of oh you're you are possessed by the gods which is <laughs> some areas of europe during the medieval period like the devil is in you <laughs> you know people don't realize there's a difference between death with a capital d and death with a lowercase d yes that is that is one I have to answer a lot. Uh, deaf with a capital D refers to deaf culture. So I am deaf with a capital D because I'm not profoundly deaf. Deaf with the lowercase D is a medical. It's the medical term for it. Oh. Um, so you use like deaf slash D to indicate like both communities when you're talking about it. Because there's quite a few people who are deaf who don't want to be part of deaf culture, who don't like necessarily agree with all the sort of things. The fact that I was not taught sign and the fact that I use hearing aids to some people in the deaf community is horrific. Like they're going, that's, you know, it's a kind of, you're, 
you're buying into being hearing and because I can speak. And, so in uh, other ways, form of judgment, would you say? Yeah, yeah, it can be quite judgy. And there's there's some bits where there's a lot of, there's quite a few deaf people who don't say deafness is a disability. I like absolutely refuse to have disability applied to them. And I can understand that with the history. Yeah. Mm. I get very frustrated when people tell me that I can't call myself disabled because I'm deaf. Like, oh, you know, you're making us look bad, kind of thing. But it's um, but I go, mm. why would I separate it out from any of my other disabilities? Like my autism is a disability. That's not a bad thing. Mm. My deaf is a disability yes. because I live in a society that does not, you know, accept that. And I'm I'm disabled. Why would I say that the fact I can't hear? Because I very much, I'm very much part of deaf culture, and I very much have the same ideals of, as a lot of people but I just like separate you know so what would you say that you love about deaf culture I love I love how this is gonna sound weird from what I just said but I love how accepting a lot of it is and I love how much a lot of us support each other and are very much like yay like we we are a team kind of thing I love sign I love the fact that we have looked at a, an oldest society or ableist society and gone up yours we <laughs> we will do our own thing and we will be very cool about it um so I, I love that I mean I also just love being there I love being in conversations and if I want to go over conversation just go oh no my batteries are tight or just if you want to know, just take your out and you go <laughs> oh that would be so good just be able to like plug off yeah, it's just like this ain't worth my batteries. They're worth the money, <laughs> you know. Except I got them for free through the NHS, so yeah, thank you NHS. Oh yeah. Yes, thank God for the NHS. Because the only batteries I've been told are expensive. I mean, yeah, they're they're valuable, but like they're valuable, you kind of need them. Yeah, like I think I'm sitting with about two hundred quid behind my ears, and these are like the cheap sort of. I can't control volume. I don't have Bluetooth. I spend all of my time like like being really jealous of other people's hearing aids in public. Like I just noticed them after I got hearing aids, and there was a little bit of part of me that had to be like, "Don't, don't." Everyone who not everyone who wears a hearing aid is a friend. It's going friend. All of us. I do that with wheelchairs too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think when me and you first met, we were like, oh my God. Like, that was like the first, like, eureka moment. Because yeah. I, you know, I was in the mainstream school, so I didn't have much interaction with disabled people mm. up until uh, end of secondary school and also college. That was like the mm. first, like, time that I actually was surrounded by disabled people. Not just by wheelchairs, but like autism, ADHD, like... I absolutely love it, to be honest. The disabled community in general is amazing. Yeah, I mean, the, I think that we have a fantastic community, and I think we, I think we, I think we also get the job done, which I quite like. Um, I mean, I'm, yeah. queer, and I think obviously queer community is great, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, there's a lot of ableism in it, in there. There's a lot of racism as well, and you know, mm-hmm. like. And there's the sort of push that some of them are doing to try and get the trans community out. And you're like, you're missing the point. Like, you're you're idiots. And, you know, when I went to uni was like the first time I really got to interact with other disabled people and other queer people. Because my uni was 75% female, 65% openly queer. And I think like 15% disabled. Like disability was like lower than less. But we were, were, you know... (laughs) I mean, higher than I would ever expect, 15%. My goodness, I would love that. So I'm not entirely sure. I think it was a, there was a lot of autistic and ADHD people. Um, mm-hmm. And if we're including, like, you know, depression and anxiety, like, that was through the roof because we were all, you know, performers. Yeah. <laughs> Normal people, quotation marks for anyone you can't see, yeah. um, do not become performers. That is true. That is true. You have to be a bit gay or something. It's the thing, you know, people go, you they go, you live with autism, which I always like to turn around and go, that's a really weird way to refer to my flatmate, because my flatmate was also autistic. So like (laughs) just be like, this is weird. But but you know, they go they go, you know, autism doesn't define you. Your brain doesn't define you. And I go, 
What? It kind of does. Because it's yours. Or, or you need it. Yeah, or the one where they go, it's all in your hand. It's like, yes, it's where I keep my brain. Where do you keep yours? <laughs> like, yeah. Here's it there's some things that people say that you're like, are you that stupid? Like, are you that dense? Or is that just. Yeah. Like, just like, really? Really? Yeah. Just well, a moment of why. Mm. Just a moment of why. It's like you, you didn't think this through, did you? Like, like when I got diagnosed, like the two, the, the autism, uh, the two things that I got was people going, wait, you didn't already know? Because apparently I was incredibly, like, incredibly clearly autistic. Like, yeah. what am I like? You walked in my class for the first day and I went, he's autistic. <laughs> so I was like, she was one of the best lecturers I've ever had. I'm still a god. She's amazing. But the other one was people go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I said, oh, yeah. answer. Like, yeah. Mm. And also, there's a, there's a conception that seems to be, um, I mean, after diagnosis of autism, yes, you do change as you learn to yeah. unmask to some extent. But you've always had autism, you're still the same person. It's not, you know, nothing's changed, really. Yeah, I'm like, you like it before, you like it before. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's just, it's just a little piece of paper that means I can get extra time. It's, it's in your record for the rest of your life, but that doesn't, like, change the way you live your life yeah. forever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it changes it in the way you're like, I am now able to do yeah. this add the uh, special address and um, that kind of stuff. You yeah, have a reason to be weird. Yeah. Weird in quotation marks, yeah. yeah. I mean, I quite, that's why I like the word queer, because like people go, does that not mean weird and strange? I'm like, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. It perfectly encapsulates the disability and the yeah, the gender and sexuality. And also, autistic. Yeah. you're like, that is a reason why I'm trans, actually. We have very, very, very high rates of it compared to other other groups, and they're mm. like autistic people are easily manipulated. And you're like, have, have you ever met an autistic kid? Yeah, I know. <laughs> stubborn, stubborn motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah, I can <laughs> confirm that. I can yeah. confirm that. I'm 23 years old, and like, you could willingly convince me to touch an apple. I have no reason not to like apples. I just think they're evil, and I hate them. Notice that this episode is going on a little longer than usual, or rather quite a bit longer, but that's okay because we're really enjoying our guests to be honest, and I hope you are too. Please let us know what you think, and we'd uh, love to get more guests on as well. So, yeah, let's continue. Uh, you mentioned LGBT, has your uh, how, wait, how, how shall I phrase that? Um, has, I can't think how to phrase that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my brain's just gone, you want me to talk, what? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just gone, no, not today. Not today, control or delete. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that to my brain sometimes. <laughs> just take it out, give yeah, it a scrub. <laughs> give it a good wash, wash all the sand out. <laughs> Rewire it. Rewire. Yeah. Rewire. Okay. Right. Got it. Cool. We all wanted to go on to the LGBT. I think you said. Yes, I'm always up for that. Hello. So, oh yeah, I was trying to do a sentence. (laughs) Um, (laughs) has been. Yeah, I don't know which I want to ask it. Uh, Eva Winsay, has being LGBT had an impact? No. Has being disabled had an impact of being LGBT? That, that uh, one. Let's do that order. That order. Yeah, because right. I'm. That one sounds more right, yeah. That one yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, in a way, because uh, a lot of queer spaces are not accessible. Like, Pride isn't really accessible. I'm sure, like, it'd be worse for you guys. I, I mean, there's the, you know, there's the kind of joke of Hannah, Hannah Gadsby, um, who's, um, she's fantastic. Uh, she, she's talk, she talks about the fact that a lot of the queer spaces are very loud and very sort of bright and, oh, of course, like, where's the space for like the quieter ones? And 
like there's never you know there's never interpreters really there's never the only interpreters i've ever seen are trans pride um which is you know a lot smaller and i think slightly better at understanding that we have in intersections in there and there's also like i've heard dating as a as a disabled person is incredibly hard in the queer community i mean i wouldn't really know i don't really date i mean i'm on tinder but um that's uh not, not anything i'm on that boat right it's so much yeah. yeah like there's there's that kind of i know a lot of disabled queer people but that's just because of well by uni like you know there's that kind of thing so yeah it does and there's also one thing is trying to get like with the trans stuff trying to get I still haven't gotten the diagnosis of gender dysphoria that I need to Uh, like like I've I think I've been put into the gender the gender clinic I think I'd be put down for that but that's gonna be like five years so uh, I'm gonna save up and um chop my tits off under my own steam uh sorry that's a bit um the (laughs) graphic sorry um but yeah, but it's like trying to like as a autistic person going, I'm trans. I go, are you really? We can't really let you do anything because you know you're autistic, and it's like, dude, we are more likely to be trans. Like we yeah. are, in my experience, we are gender nonconforming at the very least. Like mm. it's a social construct. We don't fight with those. That's yeah. that's why we have a disorder. You know. Yeah. 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 I don't get why people think that autistic people are less um, aware of their of their identity. Well, that's the thing. We we have to be more aware of who we are as people because we're asked to deconstruct it from a young age because we're not behaving right. And yeah. if, like if you're undiagnosed, yeah, like well, you know, if you're undiagnosed for longer, then you have to do that kind of thing. pretty good at removing myself from environments that I mm. that are starting to stress me out because I I have like no cringe filter anymore like I got to the point of the whole thing of trying to be social and trying to fit in with the social norms mm. that I was depressed as hell and I hated myself so I spent my last couple of years at school doing things like running around in a wizard's cloak and hat to get people to join drama society during the uh, the clubs convention, like there's the you know, so I, I can remove myself from the environment. So I, you know, it's rude to leave. I don't care. It's ruder to have a meltdown. Goodbye. Like just That's true. Bye. yeah, <laughs> a book or a cat. Like I will, I will go hang out there. So yeah, and like one of one of my aunts, like I after you know COVID happened, I finally got back to like see my extended family and. Like, it feels pertinent to note that one side of my extended family is Irish Catholic. So there's a lot of us. And there's, it's very, very, very loud. I come from a very, very loud, very sort of mm. family on that side. So, like, the first time, you know, it's the first time I've been spent them since I've been diagnosed as well. So there was that kind of, you know, dealing with it and being more open about it. Mm. And, quite, you know, I was like, I have to. <clears throat> From the conversation, because it's getting a bit loud. I've got to have a meltdown. And my aunt followed me to see if I was all right. I said, Yeah, I just didn't want a meltdown. She went, But it's okay if you have a meltdown. None of us will think any differently of you. And I'm like, That's not the point. Yeah. Because then it hurts. I know you wouldn't. But it's, oh, that is. I mean, it's sweet that they accept, but at the same time, you need to be comfortable. One of my aunts is a special needs teacher. Uh, mm. So, sort of language that she's been taught to sort of talk about it's not quite the same as the language that I have but you know because I was saying because she was like she was a bit sort of when I called myself disabled because she works with she works with adults who are disabled and so there's a there's a bit of a generational divide I think in terms of how people talk about it and um it, it wasn't I had to go yeah I, I like I like being disabled I'm happy with it and she went okay that's that's cool but here's the difference. Like, I feel like older people who have disabilities, I feel like they're more ashamed of having a disability. And then, <laughs> then I think also they're seeing the newer generation of disabled, uh, you know, youth. And they're yeah. like, they want us to have a better 
perspective and a better life than that what they had which I absolutely love but at the same time I just wish there's older people feel comfortable for once and be happy that yeah. they are a disabled person like sure now being disabled I wouldn't say it's easier mm. but it was a, it's a bit easier than it was back it's then easy, yeah yeah I mean like a couple of years ago I would have you know not that long ago I would have been in an asylum for various you yeah. know reasons. Mm. if you look at it like yeah you know it's there has been a big change in how we talk about it like we still have a lot of issues in how we talk about mm. it but um like I think people generally are better about it like now like I do get people go oh my god I'm so sorry then the, the people who are like oh you speak very well for a deaf person I'm like oh god you're like gonna be forced to yeah it's yeah. like you know it, it's the it's also it feels very rude to to like deaf people who don't speak or who have stronger deaf accents yeah. you're like accents are really cool like I like you know whatever way we yeah. have that sign or speaking or you know whether you sign deaf or not like mm. we're all phenomenally cool and hearing people should just accept that you know we we are we are cooler than you. Mm. And, uh, we're also people. Let's be honest. We're all people. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, you know, I I am I am I am an idiot. That is that is. <laughs> Do you kind of feel like deaf people, if they're in a a public setting, are more more ignored, if that makes sense? I don't know. It depends. Like, uh, it depends what kind of public setting you're talking about. Because, like, if you are signing, if a signing deaf person, you get stared at. Uh, I have this on great authority from my friends who are better at signing and more fluent in BSL. People stare at you. But if if you're like me and you apparently can hear normally because I concentrate very hard, like I talk to a lot of people on trains because I'm, I'm I'm lonely, you know. I just want to strike up conversation. Um, is like they're they're always sort of they're like, are you really deaf? Like you can speak and you appear to be like you don't need appear don't appear to need sign or anything. Yeah. You're just like lip reading and sort of and they go like, yeah, I'm still deaf. Like just because it's not the deafness that you know about is a you know there's that kind of thing of like people go well you don't really need you know it's very hard to get sort of assistance because I don't you know I don't you know I can't use the um like any kind of bluetooth so if I'm a theater I can't go into the loop I I don't know enough BSL so like I don't feel justified in getting a BSL translator I've been in an environment where I've had someone translating for me in BSL that's amazing it was so much easier and I'm like I don't even I'm fluent and it's so much easier and I want to get better so I can actually have a translator at things and just not have to you know concentrate so hard and decoding and decrypting everything yeah it's it's exhausting like people don't get like sound is exhausting and appearing hearing is rainy as hell Mm mm-hmm I really wish I could do sign language, but my disability means I can't. Yeah, I, I tried and I failed, so I'm not gonna. I mean, I want to learn it, but I feel like if I learn it from someone else rather than a computer screen and videos, oh, yeah. it might be a bit easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the issue that I'm finding mostly because like there's also like dialects of VSL mm. um, sign languages, and so the the book I've got is like. Birmingham and, and Liverpool is kind of the sign that they're using. I'm like, I no offense to any, any Brummies, but I don't want me. <laughs> I want to learn Glaswegian or like, yeah. like Scottish. I want to know the Scottish. I want to have a Scottish accent for once in my life. I want to have a Scottish accent. <laughs> also, BL, so basically, sign language is different in other places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, um, okay. in terms of, I don't know if you mean like all the different sign language languages. Or you mean like just like BSL and dialects, but BSL, BSL. Yeah, so there was no um cohesive like sign. There was no sort of, you know, mm-hmm. thing. There was no you couldn't really get together and make one. Yeah. So the sign across across the UK and a lot of other places, BSL, is like local. Well, it's whatever people locally or whatever school you're in, because BSL very much is designed like a lot of it. You know, a lot of the stuff that we use now was designed in the schools when they weren't supposed to be using it. So it's mm. quite 
authoritative in some ways at some of the signs. Like I had a friend who's not deaf, but knows a, a fair bit of American Sign Language. And they were saying when they were a kid, they found it really weird. They were like, this is like something a child would come up with. And then you, and you're, why does it look like this? You realize because it is something a, a child yeah, Because um, a child made it. Yeah, like, because they, they needed it. And like a lot of it, like, particularly if you look at American Sign Language in the way it's uh, designed, is it's kind of designed to be seen like you look at, you don't look at it like across from someone, you look at it down the side to someone signing, you know by their by their you know their waist yeah. so teachers wouldn't be able to see it's designed to be seen under a desk and like bsl has elements of that as well and it, like the alphabet is one-handed i never oh, realized yeah, that there's this better <laughs> i yeah. hate Americans are better at anything but although, although um some of the letters are quite confusing okay i'm sure like a is uh this won't work on an audio podcast but yeah a and d are very similar so and particularly how fast people sign, it's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it on my blog. How? Yeah, well, it's, it's like... Um, it, it, so I have a sign name, which was given to me. Uh, my sign name is technically Bebow. It's uh, it's Irish Sign Language B, because, well, I'm Irish. But the thing is, my friend gave me this. Like, obviously, the thing, you don't get to pick your own. I can't actually do my own sign name. <laughs> can't properly do it because I can't do the Irish and also it's just, it's same as the American B which is like that with your thumb bent in so it's straight straight palm thumb bent in like yeah. top thumb bent in as well I can't do that without basically break your thumb yeah, yeah I can't. Get but like at least I find for a British sound language it's easier for the two hands because like I can actually I can actually do it I can do the A yeah. B E E yeah, I'll not do the whole act because um, you can't see. <laughs> it's audio. Yeah. You can find it a deaf record onto an audio show. What? No. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Joel. Just clicked into your brain. Good job. Do you see why I have the brain he doesn't? <laughs> I, I love I love audio and music, so I'm you know I I I'm okay for it. Oh, I I just I I I just um I'll, I'll, when I've edited the video, I'll just send it to you, Bell, and you can just be BSL I'll post that on Instagram. <laughs> I, unfortunately, I don't know enough BSL um yet, but yeah. I can do transcription. Oh yeah. I you know I have to do the ones for TikTok. <laughs> I can't believe really I did anything. Well, many things you don't think of, Joel. So let's be honest. Oh, I thought of the videos we came up with that inspired the series. True, I say. Uh oh, gee. I can't believe really how stupid I am sometimes. <laughs> Fair, I'm, also, I'm also autistic and ADHD and all that stuff, so you can go the you know you go the chronic chronic heavy hemiplegic migraines. You can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's also one thing I wanted to ask is how did you deal with school, if that makes sense, before your diagnosis? Uh, um, how do I put this? I was a teacher's pet. Oh god, okay. Wasn't every disabled person? Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, I got bullied very severely for my disabilities and for me, um, like queer. Before I even came out, before I even knew, people were like, "That's queer." Like you know, we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got I got beaten up a couple of times, um, but I Ooh. really liked learning, so I. I did well in school, which part of the reason I didn't get diagnosed was the stuff I was good at, I was really good at. Mm. And uh, the mm. stuff like maths, terrible at maths, terrible at computing as well. Like, well, well, I was good at the actual computing bit, like the actual programming. But you asked me what's in a computer, I was just like, it's magic. That's the magic box. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a magic box. Yeah, I, I love history. I love media. I love English. Any any subject that taught by like letting us get involved, not PE. I wasn't a big fan of PE. I mean, I was sporty, but like you know, 
gender dysphoria. Yeah. Usually, usually where people beat me up was in PE and weirdly enough in drama as well. Like I I got kicked out of drama when I was 14. So uh That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But basically they went, um they went, I don't think you should take this to any higher level. And I'm going, why not? So they're like, you could do Shakespeare. And I was something going, I don't is that not a good thing? I don't know. But it was like it was because I was getting like beaten up in the yeah. in like behind the curtains and like they moved my classes and stuff because the first class I was in was a boy who uh smashed my head into a playground when I was a kid I still got the scar and this yeah like I know I say this very casually and I forget that this makes people go what um yeah, yeah like that's right now what the fuck <laughs> yeah well that was, that was probably I mean I've got a I, you can't really see it because my screen makes me look like I'm about to succumb to rickets at any moment how <laughs> to do the white balancing but I've got this arm, which is like a tattoo, because someone pushed me onto a rack of pencils in art, and I got impaled. And um, I'm sorry, where were the teachers in all of this? I don't know. Like, like the thing is, I don't know how a lot of them didn't know, didn't see. Like, a lot of teachers did know I was getting bullied. To the point, what are the teachers? Yeah. Was my teacher? I had a teacher who bullied me. Like, yeah. Yeah, she, she got very angry because um, we had, we had like, one of the first lessons we had there, I was like, you know, I'm like 12, 13, I've just entered high school, and it's English, and she got us to stand up and name proper down. So places, we had to name places. And I said, the more mountains, and she went, the more, where are those? And I went, they're range of mountains in Northern Ireland, and she went, spell it. And I was terrible at spelling because, like, I couldn't hear to spell. So, like, mm. I didn't, you know, they go, it's how it sounds. I went, that does not help in a lot of situations. And I, I couldn't spell it. And she was like, it's not real. Sit down. I was like, no, no, it is real. And I, I showed her. I was like, look, the more mountains. I've been there. I know they're real. Like, they're the inspiration for Narnia. Like, come on. Right. You, should, you should know this. And then uh, she, was, she, she hated me for the rest of the time. She told me. Uh, I had a teacher tell me that they're not going to accommodate me because they like it's too much hassle for them. I'm like, I'm not asking you to. You have to. Because how else do you want really? to help? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's like um, in English, we'd have the, like, you'd have to have the listening stuff in English. Yeah. So you to, if you watch something, you have to take notes. I was like, can we have subtitles? Yeah. I had the teacher go, no, you're meant to be listening. I'm going, yeah. and you're I, like, I, uh, hello. <laughs> no, I did have a diagnosis, so I couldn't, like, you know, oh, say. Of course, yeah. uh, okay, here. that's before, okay. Yeah, so that was before. I didn't get, I didn't get, like, hearing aids and stuff till I was 22. Oh, uh, it's the same time as no, 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 wait, tell, I was 20 when I got my office today, I was 21 with the hearing, and then, yeah, that's it, that works. Uh, okay, makes it on little thing. Yeah, yeah, so, that but was... But no, but, like, I would, like, agitate the teacher if I had hearing, I'd be like, hello. Yeah. Like, you know, hello, I can't hear. Um, I would have been beat up even worse for having hearing aids. Like, I imagine if I had hearing aids in school, they would have been destroyed, because they destroyed my clothes. Uh-huh. Like, they went into like when I was in PE. They went in and like ripped up my uh, uh, my bra and stuff because they were like, obviously you're a man, you don't need this. And then when I came out, they're like, obviously you're a woman. I'm like, I have literally not changed. Like this is like you wear a bra, you call the man, and then take it off. You're like, oh, so you are a woman. I'm like, what? yeah, yeah, I mean, the sort of the thing is with the with the you know asking about school is I have no qualifications in languages. Because I could not do the listening exams. Mm. I had to like not take it because there wasn't going to be accommodation for that. And it's a major part of the exam. But I did end up like loving media and being like having a, enough of a special interest that I was asked if I wanted to skip like straight to doing hires. So I don't know if you guys know the Scottish system, but like you have like, your NAPS five to your first exams, which are sort of equivalent to GCSEs, I think. Okay. Okay. Have A levels? Is that? Do you still have A yeah, levels? Yeah, we have A levels. Yeah, those are the ones you take to get into university, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So hires, hires are A levels, right. uh, and we also take advanced hires, which you can't take. Not everyone does, and they're essentially meant to be equivalent to a first year at university. So that's uh, the first uh, time I ever took media at all. Like the first time I ever even discovered it was a subject. Uh, I was asked if I wanted to immediately take the university level exams because I was pretty good at it. But I couldn't do math, so I had to decline. Oh. But, like, that was the thing. Like, I was terrible at, like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't terrible at music. Like, 
I, I remember getting given a, a triangle to play and I couldn't <laughs> the triangle so I was like I don't know I hope I hope this is working like I hope it's aimlessly banging it and just hoping yeah. it works yeah I mean I like composing because I've got to use the computers for that and I you know I couldn't really I mean my my music the music teacher was very excited when I first arrived because I was taking piano lessons she was like yes sit down at the piano and you shall play it and I was like I don't know how to play piano like uh, I just sit in there like this yeah I, I could read sheet music because of my uh dyscalculia uh, so, like I learned everything through muscle memory <laughs> so I'm just out there no. and you play and I play like compound races she's like wonderful what else can you play that's it that's it that's um I just I've just memorized I can still play compound races nothing else <laughs> but yeah like that was the kind of thing like music was iffy um English I loved um even when uh when I didn't have an evil teacher but because we do we do Shakespeare we do the plays and I get to stand up and nipes my uh, mm-hmm. my attention horror capacities yeah, I'm just excited that someone <laughs> to me. I, haven't, I haven't talked to like people disabled people yeah. ages you know yeah. it's so freeing and just sort of like yeah. I'm not alone Joel so, nearly oh, cried yeah. when he just spoke with me he went up to his lesson and nearly cried no I didn't nearly cry I did cry I was oh, like okay. to my best friend I was like I, I, I just met a disabled person, like, things a disabled person. Just and then we met again in Swing Council, so that was great also. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, we, we called our first sort of meetings um, counselling or something. because it, Therapy it, it, session. Yeah, therapy, therapy session, yeah. Therapy session. It was great. Yeah. Uh, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to send this to you. When I swear my brain can't multitask. It's just like, what do you mean you want me to do multiple things at once? Uh, oh yeah, like I, yeah, I can either I can either multitask perfectly with when the ADHD kicks in or when the autism kicks in. I can't do anything. It's like, <laughs> it's like we we shall we shall decide. Yeah, it's been nice speaking to you. It really was. It has been great. Thank you so much, Sibar, for joining us for this episode. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences. It's been wonderful to have you on. Uh, Anything you want to promote, your social media, any of that kind of thing. I'm on TikTok. I'm desperately trying to get hired by telling you that every every franchise you've ever loved needs a deaf gay character. Also, sometimes I throw bats at walls and it's funny. I could I hope you can trust me on that, that it's hilarious. Not real bats. No, not real bats. No, no, not real no bats, not real bats, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will link Bow's uh TikTok in the description. Um, but for now, that's it for me, Joyce Bluffs. And me, Julia Shenko. Have a wonderful time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>